is brought to you in part by Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. They are currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service techs. All openings start at $17 an hour or more, and you can apply at 7601 Imperial Drive. And uh, we welcome into the program now from the uh, Kansas State Radio Network, Matt Waters. Matt, good afternoon. How are you, my friend? Mr. Barfield, what a pleasure it is here early in the month of September. <laughs> uh, good to hear from you as well. Hey, first of all, let's let's talk about the Stanford game. In, in what was your expectations going into AT and T Stadium, and then what was your takeaway walking out of AT and T Stadium? Well, I would say going in, you know, just just being honest with you that. I thought it was a 50-50 ball game. I mean, Stanford is Stanford. Uh, there are a number of things that you know that are already in place when you play Stanford. You know that they're going to be big. You know that they're going to be physical. You know that they're going to be pretty athletic. You know that they're going to try and run the ball right at you. Uh, and they're typically a, a team that doesn't beat itself. And, you know, coming off of the, the COVID football season, K-State had problems turning the football over. They weren't they weren't very good getting off the field defensively on third down in case they lacked uh, the, the scare factor in terms of K-State's passing offense really didn't scare anybody. And that is was due in part to the fact K-State was playing a true freshman at quarterback and they lost, you know, their multi-year starter in Skylar Thompson. So with that said, I thought K-State had a really good chance. It was a home game for K-State. They'd have a good crowd, which they uh, definitely did. Uh, and, uh, I, I thought if K-State did what K-State, um, was supposed to do that they'd have a, you know, a good shot to win the game. I would say Tom, that K-State's defense played above my expectations. Um, you know, K-State played 59 guys overall in the game, which that's a lot. And, you know, they did a great job of shuffling people in and out on both sides. That's what they're going to do. Uh, K-State's athleticism is better. K-State's depth is better. They're doing a few different things defensively. They utilize the the 3-3-5, which they had not done so far under Chris Kleiman. And then, you know, you've got Deuce Vaughn and and K-State's offensive lines that you're wiser. So K-State had some big plays, played great defensively. And what's what's nuts about this is, Tom, I don't know if you you looked at the stats in that game on Saturday – there was less than 100 combined plays. K-State had 46 plays run offensively and won that ball game. I mean, they barely had the football. So it was a very good win, but uh, some very unique numbers coming from that, that ball game. Looking at the defensive side, you mentioned how well they played and only allowing 39 yards on the ground. That's that's what you're looking for from a defense and maybe over-expecting what you're looking for, but still under a 200 yards passing against a team like Stanford. Pretty well balanced defensively and taking away anything that they wanted to get accomplished Saturday. Yeah, and, you know, again, Stanford ran two quarterbacks at K-State. Uh, I think one – it was a little better thrower, but K-State had a lot of guys coming downhill to stop the run. That's what they expected. That's what they um, that's what they got. And, you know, K-State's got uh, a lot of new guys in the secondary, uh, some out of the transfer portal. Um, you know, their, their quote-unquote quarterback of the secondary did, from last year didn't even start in Jerron McPherson. Uh, but this is this is a secondary that has 
to it, has some athleticism. And that one thing that, that really jumped out at me, guys, from Saturday was just, you know, K-State tackled well. They had not done that the last couple of years, and they got a lot of guys to the football. And uh, I, I think, to be honest, uh, I think Stanford was a little bit surprised how hard they got hit Saturday. You've been around Wildcat football for a long time on in handling sideline duties and what and whatnot. Does this look like? Does this look like? Does it feel like Kansas State football? If we're going to start with the, that question on the defensive side, I would say yes. Offensively, it remains to be seen, simply because you know Kansas State uh, has always had. You know, if you go back over the course of time, Tom, you, you, you know, and I'm going back a ways with Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles was not considered a power back, but for his size, he had a lot of power. Uh, you can look at his NFL career, and, and that's an exclamation mark. Uh, they don't have a quote-unquote power back, uh, with the exception of uh, a young man named Jacardier Wright, who right now is – Third team, they've got a, a young man that's a freshman named DJ Giddens, who who could be a power back. He's a talented young man. So offensively, I, I still think K State is going to try to figure out who it is. You've got a sixth year. You've got you've got a super senior quarterback. Uh, there's more depth and experience at wide receiver. Those guys have to step up this year. Um, defensively, again, and we're talking about one game, I think I can answer that question a little better two or three games down the road uh, when K-State's getting ready to play Oklahoma State or, or Oklahoma. But that's what K-State has to get back to. And two other things to answer that question. The biggest thing, and it goes underestimated way too much, and that is K-State's locker room is in much better shape. And you guys know what I mean by that. And this is a team that truly cares about one another and likes one another and they play for one another. And we'll see how that translates throughout the course of the season. Matt, how does this schedule work out for them and set them up getting them ready for conference play over the next two games? Southern uh, Illinois is a very good FCS team. Maybe the, the best team that, that they've had. Um, you know, they, they think they could play for the FCS national title. And I know Chris Kleiman, he said that this afternoon. He feels the same way. They're, they've got like 18 returning guys. Um, they're an old football team. Uh, and then you've got Nevada coming in a couple of weeks, and they've got an NFL-type quarterback. Uh, so K-State's non-conference schedule is pretty salty. And, well, you know, K-State always, you know, like Tom Barfield punishes the buffets around the Waco area. <laughs> K-State always starts on the road in Big 12 play. So they go to Stillwater, and then they've got OU coming to town, and that's not easy. And I've hit a couple of those buffets with Barfield, so I've seen him work. Um, <laughs> when you so come up for air, you do. <laughs> hey, so uh, I, describe to us, share with our audience what a Saluki is. I would kind of equate it to just a rabbit-type coyote. I don't have the exact... Description. I just I worry about the old English bulldog that we have in our house. That's eighty pounds of pure muscle and is the greatest dog in the world. So I'm gonna I'll I'll bone up a little bit on the the world of the Salukis as the week goes on. Hey, next time we we talk, I want to see like a text 
of a Saluki, you know, soon, if you know what I mean, okay. Walters. Okay. All right, Matt. Hey, I know you're busy. I know you got something you got to get to. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much. See you soon, buddy. Love talking to you. Always appreciate the invite. Take care, guys. I'll see you.